You're listening to The Crash Pod, the only New Warriors podcast and perhaps the most inconsistent podcast ever. You can find us over at newwarriors.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes. We have a Facebook group that is pretty cool. You can go to facebook.com forward slash newwarriors.com group, all spelled out. Also, if you want to follow us on other social media, we are on Twitter at Twitter at new underscore warriors. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another episode of the most inconsistent podcast ever, The Crash Pod. That's right. Uh, if you don't remember, and you may not because it's very, very inconsistent, it's pretty much just become me on this podcast going over issues of the New Warriors. I do some random trivia in the beginning. Originally when this launch uh, used to be me... Corey Blake and Doug Smith, but essentially it got really difficult for the three of us to ever get together and time this all perfectly. So it eventually just stopped, I think, with the third one. And I know I was bored one day and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this by myself and talk to myself because I don't do that enough. So I did a fourth one and then a fifth one and then a sixth one, seven, eight, nine was the last one I did, and they're super inconsistent. Sometimes ranging between months, even like a year or two in between some episodes. Uh, it's just whenever I am home, bored, and just decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this real quick and just knock this out. So yes, I'm back and uh, I'm going to talk to you guys who are listening, that one or two subscriber that may still be listening, who's wondering why they just got a notification on iTunes about some podcast that they've not heard from in ooh, several months. Uh, with this one, I'm going to go over New Warriors 21, 22, and 23, which starts the whole nothing but the true storyline. But speaking of my former co-hosts, uh, Doug and Corey Blake, uh, if you want to catch them on a far more consistent podcast, um, Doug Smith, Corey Blake, and Don Lund all do a podcast together. Uh, you can find it on the Nova Prime page if you go to novaprimepage.com forward slash podcast.asp. So you can find their podcast there. It's essentially, wait a minute, it's essentially the Crash Pod, but they got rid of me and and put in Dawn. Well, that's offensive. I won't pretend that I I don't cry. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, They're able to knock that out and have fun with it. Uh, Their primary focus is Nova, which ties into um, like the New Warriors from time to time. But the primary focus is uh, it's Doug Smith's podcast, and it's primarily about Nova. You should definitely check it out. Um, Again, it's at novaprimepage.com forward slash podcast dot ASAP. There is something like, I think, currently 18 episodes out. And this started way after the Crash Pod, and they're already way ahead of the Crash Pod because they are consistent. They do this on their regular. So definitely check it out. Um, All right. Now, all of that said, we're just going to go ahead and slide into this one, which is, as I said, issue 21, 22, and 23. I didn't want to do 24 and 25 because 25 is a big reveal. It's a double-sized issue. So I figured I typically try to do three issues when I do these so randomly. So I figured 24 will count as one, and then 25 kind of counts as two. So I figured I'd set up nothing but the truth, and then who knows, and whatever, 
three months, four months, five months, a year. When I do 24, 25, uh, it'll be like doing three issues. Now, if you've hung out with me on the other podcasts that I do, something that I try to do to make it fun and engaging is I ask some questions at the very beginning of the podcast that well, I will answer as I go through it. And then I'll ask the questions again at the end and reveal the answers again in case you missed it. So if you have a number two pencil or if you just have two pencils or if you just have a pencil, Heck, if you want to do it with a pen, you can do it with a pen, too. I'm going to ask a series of questions, and then I'll go into talking about the podcast. So, question number one. In issue number 21, who is it that breaks the news to Firestar, Angelica Jones, that Vance is in jail? In issue 21, don't peek. Put down issue 21. I see you picking up the comic. Don't cheat. Um, Who is it that breaks the news to Firestar, Angelica Jones, that Vance is in jail. All right, next question. Which lawyers were contacted to represent Vance in court? That one should probably be pretty easy. There's not a lot of famous lawyers in the Marvel Universe, so that one's kind of a gimme. Again, which lawyers were contacted to represent Vance in court? And for a bonus question, if you happen to know which lawyer shows up, bonus question there. Um, All right, next question. Issue 22. What is shocking about the guards who emerge from the temple at the end of the issue? The temple of the dragon's breath. So what is shocking about the guards who emerge from the temple at the end of issue 22 when they reach the dragon's breath? All right. Next question also comes from issue 22. How is it that Nova gets Dark Hawk's attention? Again, issue 22. What does Nova do to get Dark Hawk's attention? All right, you ready for the next question? Next question goes into issue 23. Who is it that the opposing lawyer, uh, Dreyfus, who is it that she calls to the stand first uh, in the case for Vance? Again, the question. Who is it that the opposing lawyer, Dreyfus, calls to the stand first during the Vance uh, case? And then issue 24, this question is where this comes from. What did the unit that discovered the temple, which is essentially the fathers of the folding circle, except for left hand, who is actually one of the members who was present. So it's his group. What did the unit that discovered the temple call themselves? They had a nickname for their unit. What was that nickname? All right, with those questions said, let's just leap into New Warriors 21. This issue opens up in Switzerland. Uh, This is the um, national headquarters for Project Earth. Suddenly, bam, boom, bam, the folding circle shows up and the left hand kills Mr. Olivia, um, seemingly he pulls him into the Dark Force dimension or whatever the equivalent is that Left Hand does with his abilities, which I believe is arcane in nature. And it turns out that Left Hand wants one of Project Earth's superhumans, a woman by the name of Firewall, who shows up. And Left Hand pretty much promises her, hey, you know what, I can tell you the truth about who you are what you, you know, where you come from and all of this that Project Earth isn't telling you. And so she accepts, and with that, the folding circle disappears into a teleportation of black energy. The scene then shifts, and we see Firestar meeting with Namorita, 
claiming she's not been able to get a hold of Vance since they got back from Japan. And Namorita explains that Vance is in jail for aggravated assault against his father, and that they've employed Nelson and Murdoch to represent Vance. When they meet with their lawyers, it is actually Foggy from the uh, Nelson and Murdoch firm that is there. And Angelica reveals that Vance had told her about the physical abuse um, his father had put him through. And Foggy says, hey, this is good. We can actually put this, you know, to use and, you know, basically create a case that Vance was being physically abused by his father. Um, so that that he was essentially defending himself is what they're going to go for as their case. Uh, the opposing lawyer, a woman named Rachel Dreyfus, shows up and says that the Warriors better make themselves available to her because they will be subpoenaed um, to testify against Vance. So the scene shifts um, again, and this time we're at the Taylor Foundation in Hong Kong, where we see Night Thrasher breaking into his own company, and he discovers a secret account file that's full of illegal activities. Uh, but before he can get very far into examining it and copying it onto like a thumb drive or anything like that, he's suddenly attacked. Turns out it's none other than the Folding Circle. Uh, first, it's Smiling Tiger that tries to go after him. Night Thrasher takes him down. Bloodstrike goes after him next. Night Thrasher takes him down, sweeps him off his feet. Um, Firewall goes after him, and he chucks a baton to her forehead, knocks her out. And while dodging Left's hand's blast, none other than Midnight's Fire comes in with a flying kick to the back and knocks Night Thrasher off his feet. And after that, Midnight's Fire essentially pummels Night Thrasher so much that it busts his face mask and renders Night Thrasher unconscious. Um, and as the security guards suddenly burst in to see what's going on, because there's a massive commotion happening in this room, Bloodstrike grabs one of the security guards and slams him against the wall a little too hard, because Bloodstrike is massively strong, and this kills the guard. However, when this happens, like this Energy crackles all around Bloodstrike, and this symbol appears on his chest. This would be a symbol that later on, Ty would etch on his father's chest in the past. And these straps kind of wrap around his arms and his legs, and these are the same thing that we'll see that Ty essentially uses on the soldiers later on. So essentially, Bloodstrike is awakened, and he's become far more powerful, and left-hand comments that, hey, you know what, you're awakening to your true potential. Once we get Night Thrasher to join, either by will or by force... The circle's essentially complete. And then back at the hospital, Ty seems to just come out of the shadows and re reveals to um, Silhouette that Silhouette's mother was alive and that Cord was visiting her. And that, oh, <laughs> by the way, Cord is your father. And, uh, oh, and I had to kill your mom. And let me add this to that. Your mother, by the way, is my daughter. And so that kind of makes me your grandmother. This is an insane amount of information to Silhouette for Silhouette to digest at one time. Not only is this man that Silhouette has known for a while, Cord, that's her father. Uh, newsflash: Her mom was alive. She had heard she had believed that her mother had been killed, and so did Cord. But turns out the mother had gone into hiding, and so Ty had found her and killed her. Uh, so we saw that a, a few issues ago, which is on a previous podcast. And that Silhouette's mother is Ty's daughter, which means that Ty is Silhouette's grandmother. That's that's an insane amount of information to take in. But mm, Silhouette doesn't get a lot of time to basically digest that information because suddenly this dragon appears in Ty's eyes and Ty blows Silhouette out the window with a massive explosion, similar to what we saw when Ty killed her own daughter which happened to be Silhouette's mother. In another hospital, Vance's father 
passes away from the wounds, um, raising this aggravated assault to murder and at the very least manslaughter. But the opposing lawyer wants to get Vance on murder. So that is the end of issue 21. Uh, We slide into issue 22 with the left hand explains that there is a pact made by their fathers that connects them all and that this is the first time he references Firewall during this conversation as Silk Fever. So Firewall would go on to become Silk Fever going forward from here. Not sure the reason for the name change um, other than Firewall makes me think of like internet security versus a, you know, a wall made of fire. So Silk Fever is maybe more in theme. Sounds very exotic, kind of like Midnight's Fire and all that other stuff. So Dwayne agrees to join after being told that Left Hand would show him the truth about his parents and everything that he doesn't know. And that has been pretty much wiped from his mind. Um, He can't remember his parents. Every time he thinks back, they're just kind of like faceless figures. And Left Hand promises to show him the truth. So with that information, Dwayne, who has been struggling to find the truth, not only about himself but about the taylor foundation all this stuff that he has recently just been struggling to get a hold of and piece those pieces together left hand is now putting it in front of him to say i can show you all of that if you just join us so Dwayne does accept back at the hospital ty growls as she heals cord through magic saying that he still has a part to play he needs to gather those children and help defeat the left hand unfortunately ty says that she can't do much for the back of cord's brain that he blew out with a gun uh so as cord regains consciousness he can barely talk he can barely put words together but ty demands that he tells the children to tell them where she's going so that they'll come and cord can't seem to get past the fact that he has just learned himself having always believed that his daughter died that silhouette is his daughter so the scene shifts again this time to namrita firestar um, speedball and nova they're watching the news and it's all about the case and about how it's gone to a murder case and nova comments that they're they're literally falling apart night thresher had quit vance is looking at jail time Cord is as good as dead, as far as he knew. Ty is missing, but who really cares? And even Silhouette had gone missing. But right there on that cue, Silhouette suddenly appears out of the shadows. Like the shadows kind of have a liquid form as she falls out. And she's badly wounded, though not really physically seemingly wounded. She's just talking about how cold and dark it was. She explains through all of this that Cord is her father, and it was Ty who attacked her. So the new warriors are like, wait, what? What do you mean Cord's your father, and what do you mean Ty is the one who did this to you? So this is a lot of information for those new warriors to basically just try to digest as well. Like, all these things are happening at the same time. Like, everything is just literally falling apart for the new warriors. We cut briefly over to Cambodia, where the folding circles making their way through the dense jungle. Uh, What they don't notice is that they're being followed by the Dragon's Breath, an organization of, like, ninja-like assassins. We go back to the hospital after Syl has been treated for some of her wounds, and they go to Kord's room, where Kord is barely able to communicate to the fact that Ty has gone to Cambodia. So now the rest of the warriors are like, well, now we know where we have to go. And Kord also confesses that he is responsible for killing Dwayne's parents. The new warriors track down Rage and ask him to steal one of the Avengers Quinjets since he still has the Avengers training status so he can get into the Avengers mansion very easy and they can steal a Quinjet. Later on, Darkhawk is investigating some news that he heard someone is juggling cars, which happens to be true. 
Nova is just standing there juggling cars until Darkhawk shows up and he tells Darkhawk, hey, you know what? A bunch of the new warriors are gone missing. We could really use your help. Speedball shows up and when Darkhawk asks, you know, why do you need my help? And Speedball looks at Nova and says, you want me to tell him? And then Nova says, yeah, sure, go ahead. And Speedball says, it's because you're embarrassed, aren't you? And Nova just kind of laughs. And Speedball turns to Darkhawk and says, well, we need your help to stop an 80-year-old woman from killing Night Thrasher. And Darkhawk just goes, oh, as if that somehow made sense. Um, Rage asks Namorita, why can't they steal one of Oracle's jets, which, which is a company that she co-owns along with Namor? And Namorita explains, well, it's pretty much because they don't have the international clearance that the Avengers do. Like, they can't just fly a Quinj or a, one of the Oracle jets into a foreign country and be like, oh, it's it's Oracle, let them go. Whereas if they take a Quinjet, someone might just be like, oh, it's the Avengers, let them go. They're here on like some big government business. We won't bother them. Firestar explains that, you know what? Hey, I'm going to be there for Vance. I'm not going to go with you guys. So you guys go do that. I'm staying for Vance. And the Warriors seem like seem like that's not like a really great idea. You know, they could use her. They're already shorthanded as it is. Firestar is extremely powerful. But it's actually Speedball who drops the logic and says that it's a good idea that she stays. Because if they get subpoenaed, anything Firestar says would be considered cumulative evidence. So that the rest of the Warriors don't have to be present. Whatever they ask Firestar, she could basically present that information without all the new Warriors gone missing and make it seem like they're dodging a subpoena. So the new Warriors manage to steal a Quinjet, but it does require using some force, like breaking up the doors that one of the Avengers employees tries to shut. We cut back over to Cambodia, and the folding circles find themselves attacked by the Dragon's Breath. Dwayne tries to convince everyone to stop killing them, but the folding circle is not like that. They're basically do unto others as they would do to you, and these guys are trying to kill us, so we killed them back. Smiling Tiger's cutting through them, Cell Fever's burning people down, Midnight's Fire is like breaking people's necks, so they're all out except for Dwayne, who's just trying to handle this normal. They arrive at the jungle canopy, and Left Hand basically tells Silk Fever to burn it down, and it reveals a massive temple. Now, what is very shocking is who comes out of the temple are these guards, and it shocks Dwayne because they're essentially wearing armor that looks exactly like Night Thrasher's design, especially the helmets. So it's very shocking that these guys, who Dwayne has never seen before, is wearing armor that looks just like the armor that he wears. All right, we're going to slide into the last issue I'm going to talk about. This one's kind of long. This one's issue 23. The guards at the temple rush to attack the folding circle, but Left Hand makes quick work of them with a single blast from his hand. And Night Thrasher says, have you been holding back? Because you just literally just took those guys out in one shot. And Left Hand explains, nope. I can definitely feel my power increasing when I'm in the presence of this temple. So this temple's feeding that power. Dwayne admits that part of the left hand story must be true that Cord was indeed here because he must have designed the Night Thrasher armor, especially the helmet, after these guards. Inside the temple, they encounter Ty who makes a note that Diego, better known as Left Hand, has been busy usurping, and I put it in quotes, your son's power right for yourself. From what I know about Left Hand, um, he had quote-unquote married one of the chosen dragon daughters that Ty set up, and that he had a daughter with this woman. The woman died in a tragic accident when um, cables in an elevator snapped. She basically plummeted to her death. Her daughter was with her, and she was 
pretty much in a coma and still in a coma, which is part of why Left Hand basically started learning magic is to find a way to wake his daughter up. Now, the way Ty says, you've been very busy usurping your son's power right for yourself, that makes it sound like Left Hand has potentially a son that we never see. And so what I did is I uh, mentioned this to Fabian just today as I was writing this up. Um, If I'm reading that correctly or if I'm not reading that correctly, and I also uh, posted a tweet and tagged Fabian for clarification to see, does Left Hand have a son that was supposed to be seen at some point? Or, you know, is that what Ty is alluding to, that usurping your son's power right for yourself? Sounds like she's definitely talking about this power that Left Hand is using should have been for his son. And left hand basically took it for himself. Hoping to hear from Fabian. Maybe in the next podcast, if I hear back from Fabian, we can get that answer for you. But we cut back over to the courthouse where Dreyfus calls forth uh, Walter Rosen from GeneTech. She gets Rosen to admit that Vance has displayed greater and greater control of his powers each time that Rosen has encountered Vance and the New Warriors, indicating that it'd be difficult to you know, use the excuse that his power was quote-unquote out of control. So Foggy counters the questions uh, when he gets his turn to go up to the stand and question Rosen, who explains that Vance was one to always try and avoid violence as much as he could, sometimes to the point that it caused Vance physical wounds. So, you know, Vance would hold back and not, you know, cut loose to the point where sometimes that ended up getting Vance you know, pounded for it. So that seems like a good sign. We shift back to the Warriors headed to Cambodia, and Silhouette is going through Cord's notes and notes that there's a mention of an ancient temple in the jungles of Cambodia, and that some kind of pact had been made. They're flagged down by the Cambodian government in MiG jets, and they are forced to land. Uh, When they land, they basically use Rage's Avengers card to say, hey, we're here on Avengers business. We have the right to do whatever we want to do. We're looking for the Temple of the Dragon's Breath. And this clearly shocks the Cambodians who hear this. And then we go back to the temple that we're talking about where the Folding Circle and Ty are discussing what happened. And Ty reveals... Back in 1966, a unit of soldiers from the United States was scouting the Plateau, uh, sorry, Plateau dos Borovins, north of the Sing Kong River, probably slaughtering the pronunciation of those words, uh, where the unit was made up of Lieutenant Mark Conroy, and this is the father of Eric Conroy, better known as Bloodstrike, Private Diego, who is the left hand, Sergeant Andrew Cord, who is the father of Silhouette at Midnight's Fire, Lieutenant Daryl Taylor, who is the father of Night Thrasher, Lieutenant Govin Nguyen, who is the father of Silk Fever, and then there's Private Collier Mack, who is the father of Smiling Tiger. This unit called themselves the Halffuls. Ty explains that they were the first Westerners to see the sacred grounds of this temple in countless centuries. Ty captures them in a substance similar to what we saw that wraps around Bloodstrike, when Bloodstrike awakened his power by accidentally killing that guard, this weird pink-like leathery substance. She explains that she wants their flesh, their souls, and their destiny. Ty then explains the men are to take the daughters of the dragon, bear children, and they will be given untold wealth and power. Unfortunately, Dwayne's father, um, Daryl, says, hey, you know what? I'm already married and I will not partake in this. We cut back to the courthouse where Foggy tells Firestar, is there anything you can say that would hurt this case? Because Dreyfus is about to call you 
to sit on the stand and be questioned, which is exactly what happens. Dreyfus again pushes Vance's control about his power with Firestar, and she explains that he used to get bloody noses, but after a fight with um, someone, which uh, is uh, Gideon, he basically learned how to control his powers better, to which Dreyfus says, so you're basically telling me that Vance has incredible control of his powers, unlike before, and that he could have stopped his abusive father without excessive force. And Firestar breaks down, says you don't understand. Uh, Dreyfus pushes her again, and Firestar finally breaks down and whispers the words, yes. We go back to the temple where Ty goes on that the Dragon's Breath cult anticipated the fulfillment of a prophecy of breeding a mother race with mates of western ways that would create children to assume control of the well. When the soldiers ask, what well are you talking about? Ty says that's not important right now. Just then, when this is all going down, the rest of the new warriors show up, which includes Rage, Silhouette, Nova, Speedball, Namorita, and Darkhawk. And they confirm everything that Left Hand is saying is true, because this matches exactly what they found in Cord's notes. So that wraps up issue 23. So I'm going to go back over the questions real quick. Who is it that breaks the news to Firestar, Angelica Jones, that Vance is in jail? All right, that was Namorita. Namorita is the one who told Firestar that, hey, Vance is in jail for aggravated assault. Which lawyers were contacted to represent Vance in court? As I said, this is pretty much a gimme. It's Nelson and Murdoch, and for the bonus point, it is Foggy Nelson who is actually the representative for Vance. What is shocking about the guards who emerged from the temple at the end of issue 22? The shocking thing for Dwayne was the fact that they're all wearing armor that looks just like Night Thrasher's design, especially the helmet. And then in issue 22, how does Nova get Darkhawk's attention? Well, he was juggling cars, and what's odd is when he gets Darkhawk's attention, he just tosses the cars aside, which, you know, crash, like, face down. He doesn't just set them down gently. He chucks them down, literally causing property damage, which seems kind of weird. <sighs> anyway, who is it that the opposing lawyer, Dreyfus, calls to the stand first? This is Walter Rosen from Tech, who has faced off with the Warriors a number of times. And then in issue 24, what did the unit that discovered the temple, basically the fathers of the folding circle, except for Left Hand, who was actually present during this time, what did that unit call themselves? They called themselves the Halffuls. All right, so that wraps up this podcast. Um, hopefully you were somewhat entertained or at least learned something or just listened to me because you were like, what the heck? Another notification? It's been like a couple of months. Yep, this is it. So once again, I hope you enjoyed what I did. The next one will cover issue 24, 25. I make no promises as to when I do that. I have a number of things going on in life with my wife uh, has a number of medical issues. Um, two years ago, I found her unresponsive, but breathing. And since then, she has been in the hospital pretty much nonstop. I spend more time at the hospital than I ever have in the last two years. And then I also have another podcast that I do over at Comic Relief Podcast that has been on hold because my co-host, Maiko, had a brain tumor. Uh, he is alive. He did have surgery. He lost sight in an eye. And my other co-host of that was my wife, who, as I just said, has had a number of issues since 2020. That podcast has been on hold. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I run the New Warriors website. I run uh, another website over at Neverending Nights. N-E-V-E-R-E-N-D-N-I-G-H-T-S dot com. That night's not the Knights in Shining Armor, which is a machinima series. 
I run a number of uh, D&D games uh, every week, so I keep myself extremely busy, so I never know when I'm going to have time to do all this stuff. And then when my wife is not in the hospital and she's here at home, I try to spend time with her as well. So I never know when I'm going to do any of this stuff. But again, if you want to listen to a far more consistent podcast that is related to the new Warriors, I would highly recommend going to novaprimepage.com forward slash podcasts, that's plural, dot ASP and check out the podcast that is run by Doug Smith, who runs Nova Prime page. Massive, massive, massive cool guy. Don Lund, who I also know, um, another great guy. And Corey Blake, who is like someone I've never met, but I feel like I've known forever because um, he and I were on the New Warriors e-group list like way, way, way back like when it was still called eGroups before Yahoo took it over and then before Yahoo shut it all down. Corey Blake is who, like, I've trusted, even though I've never met him. Uh, he co-runs my New Warriors group and stuff like that. Like, dude's incredible. So that podcast is full of nothing but amazing people, so I highly re- recommend checking it out. They don't pay me to say this, nothing like that. I just think I want to support them any way that I can because they are definitely great people and definitely something worth listening to. So hopefully we'll see one another again or hear one another again as the case were. Um, Just know that I love and appreciate all of you. Thanks. You're listening to The Crash Pod, the only New Warriors podcast and perhaps the most inconsistent podcast ever. You can find us over at newwarriors.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes. We have a Facebook group that is pretty cool. You can go to facebook.com forward slash newwarriors.com group all spelled out. Also, if you want to follow us on other social media, we are on Twitter at Twitter at new underscore warriors. And I can't do this without recommending visiting www.novaprimepage.com which is run by Doug Smith it has anything and everything that has to do with Nova in any shape, way, or form whether it is Rich Ryder or Sam Alexander, it is covered here and it is the only New Warriors related site that has the honor of actually having appeared in a New Warriors comic which had appeared in Nova and I cannot emphasize enough checking out Corey Blake's New Warriors Continuity Conundrum. Uh, You can find that at newwarriors.wordpress.com. It is essentially every character who has ever been a New Warrior listed with their appearance in continuity lines. It also takes what issues uh, New Warriors have appeared in and put them all in a timeline that makes sense. It's incredible. Corey has put a ton of work into his site, as has Doug Smith, so I highly recommend checking out those sites. And if you enjoy the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and tell all your friends. You don't have to tell them how inconsistent we are, just tell all your friends.